How are you all doing tonight? Hey, we're going to have a fantastic night tonight. Hey, is Anna here? Where's Anna? Anna, where are you? Hey, come up here quickly. Hey, come right up here. <laughs> hey, Anna's done an absolutely fantastic job in the youth ministry this year. Hey, Anna, why don't you tell us how many, how many teenagers, how many young people, youth ministry alone has impacted this year? Um, 4,681. And, what, and what's that made up of? And that's not counting the youth group. This is the people that come in the door once and that are new to youth or to church, mostly from youth. So that's people that come once, visitors, um, or people that have heard about Jesus or um, we've shared Jesus with them. It's not our regular group, this, the core here. So these are all visitors or new Christians. 4,600. Yeah. Fantastic. Why don't you give the Lord Jesus a shout of praise? How many people here, you've had a great year this year? 2007 has just been absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I'm so excited just about what God's done in the church and um, as a youth pastor, especially through the youth ministry, that uh, a bunch of teenagers can uh, uh, face-to-face impact 4,600 people this year. And man, we are believing for 2008 to be absolutely phenomenal. I don't know what the numbers we're believing for, but I can tell you this, it is going to be great. How many people are looking forward to 2008? Fantastic. I can tell you what, I believe that next year is going to be a fantastic year of growth. And um, I don't know about you, but I believe that God has been preparing all of us about, through Basin Outreach Centre uh, for a season of growth. I mean, the youth ministry, the young adults ministry, many areas of the church have absolutely grown this year. And um, I'm just believing that this is just the starting about what God wants to do through our church. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Hey, tonight I want to um, speak a, a brief message with you and I want to encourage you and challenge you. And I want to lift you up to a new level. And have you got your Bibles with you tonight? Fantastic. Why don't you turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17? 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Here we go. Hey, how many people have watched that program, The Contender? How many boxes in that? How many boxes in this place tonight? <laughs> hey, I, like, I, still, I love watching that program, The Contender. And uh, tonight I want to talk about uh, towing the line. I'm not talking about T-O-W-I-N-G, the line. I'm talking about T-O-E. There's a difference between towing something and standing up. The difference between uh, towing something is when you pull. Uh, the tow I'm talking about tonight is the, our, our toes. And there's, a, there's a phrase in the, in, in the contender. It goes like this, tow the line. And uh, what happens, you get a boxer, and uh, there'll be a, they've got these five guys, or ten guys, and all of them have been pulled out of, uh, they haven't quite made it in the, uh, in the professional arena, and uh, for some of them, they've done quite well, but others, they haven't. And uh, they pull these ten guys together, uh, and uh, they're going to give them what's called the opportunity of a lifetime to win, uh, I think it was close to a million bucks, and become this champion. So they get these, they get these 10 guys up and they, they have these competitions and through the competitions, they have a, they have a blue team and a, and a yellow team. And, uh, and, and through the competitions, they find, uh, winners that, uh, somebody that will stand up and, and be the next fighter. And, uh, if you won the previous fight, it was your job, you had the opportunity to, uh, to stand up and, and, and appoint your new, your next contender. So when the guy would stand up and he would stand, say he was the blue team, he would stand up before the yellow team and he would look upon the guys and say, Rodney, 
And they, so he called out Rodney. Rodney was the one who's going to fight him next. He was the one. He picked Rodney as the one to fight. And so the, top, the term then was called, Rodney, man, you've got to toe the line. In other words, you've got to, uh, you've got to stand up. And are, are you prepared to come up and, and face the challenge, brother? Are you prepared to come up and put your toes on the line? And so what they would do is they would come up together and stand toe to toe and look each other in the eyeball. How many people have seen that on a boxing match before where they come in and stare each other out and try and intimidate the other person and try and put that man down? Because they know if they can get that man's, uh, if, they, if they can intimidate somebody to a point where they're incapacitate, they will be able to win that fight. So that, the fight is not always just about how good you can box. The fight is how about how much you can intimidate that person, how much you can put them into a corner and, 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 and hinder them so they cannot fight. So the phrase, toe the line, is basically a challenge for you to come up and step up and face your challenge. And I believe that 2008, friends, I can tell you, man, we are going to have a fantastic season of growth. But I can tell you this, there's going to be a fantastic season of challenges. And I believe that um, uh, God, uh, one of the things that God has been speaking to me about is something he just put into my heart in the middle of a prophetic seminar was toe the line. Buddy, you have got to stand up and face the challenges head on. And I believe that next year, as you and I, as the church as individuals, uh, make up the body of Christ, if you and I can start to stand up and start to toe the line and start to stand up to some of those things that will try and intimidate you, I can, I can tell you this, that God wants to bring a, a great victory for us in this coming year. I believe that we're not going to just influence 2,000, uh, 4,600 as teenagers. I mean, I'm believing for 10,000 people next year. It's, it's going to be phenomenal. So here we've got this, um, this story about the contender towing the line. You've got to step up to the challenge. And uh, one of, uh, during this week, I was, um, last weekend, I was talking to, a, talking to a young man in the church here, and, uh, and uh, one, of his, one of his friends, had a, his best friend, he's, um, uh, he was a good young man, he is a good young man, but he's, he's got caught in this drug called P. And um, you see, one night, this, he just barged in, he was, you know, it was about two or three o'clock in the morning. This good young man, he, um, one of his best friends, charged into his house during the night while they were asleep pulled out a belt and started beating his, beating his best mate up. And, uh, you know, one of these things that we, I believe in society today, there are different challenges that you and I um, are caught to face. There are different challenges that are, that are facing the community right now. And, friends, uh, I believe the, body, the church, the body of Christ, is what God has called to stand up and toe the line with some of these challenges. Friends, you and I can stand in church and worship God all we like. That's a fantastic thing. But until you and I start to carry what we have here in this church out into the community, friends, nothing's going to change. Friends, tonight we have, uh, we have issues like uh, the drug P. We have issues like suicide. We have issues of um, major issues with alcohol. Pastor Mike just said that, you know, we're coming into a season where um, all these different things are going to start to come upon people. Friends, we, are, we have in our society today some, some issues that, that won't go away unless the church stands up and toes the line. There are some issues, I believe, that in the, in the community today that are, that, are, that, that are oppressing God's people, and they will not go away unless you and I stand up as the church. Friends, you cannot fix a spiritual problem with a natural answer. If there's a spiritual problem in the community, it will need a spiritual solution. And the only spiritual solution that can happen is, is God. And the only way that that's going to happen is, is, is through you and I as the body of Christ. And so here in this, in this story, we have one of the, one of the most um, fantastic confrontations that most people probably in the world by now know about. It. And it's the story of David and Goliath. Absolutely. Come on. And so what we have here is um, in, in verse, verse 17, chapter 1. It says, now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were camped at um, 
someplace, which belongs to Judah. And they encamp between um, these other places here. And then in verse 2, the Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and they camped in the valley of Elah and they drew up in battle against uh, battle array against the, the Philistines. And then the Philistines stood on a mountain and the Israelite on, on a mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side and there was a valley that came between them. Friends, what we're talking about here is a confrontation between the Philistine army and uh, the Israelites. You understand, you see where the, Isra- where the Philistines had camped themselves. They had camped themselves in a part of uh, Israel's territory. The Bible says that they kept, they were done, that they'd positioned themselves. They had, they, had, they had put themselves in a place on Israel's territory. They were, they, they basically, it was an act of intimidation. So here we are as the Philistine army. We're coming on your ground, man. We are coming to intimidate you. We are coming to invade you. And what are you going to do about it? Friends, it wasn't the Israelites going to that army. It was the, it was the army, it was the Philistines that had taken possession, taken a foothold in the, in the, in the, land, of, in the land of the Israelites. You've got to understand in the community today that there is, um, there is an enemy army that, is, that, is, that has taken a foot, that's put a foot in our territory. It's taken a foothold in your school. Sometimes it's, maybe it's taken a foothold in the business. Maybe it's taken a foothold in your, in your neighborhood. And the challenge is, will you toe the line? Will you stand up or will you roll over? So I believe right now, friends, that there is a confrontation right now in the community. There is a, there is a challenge being issued right now. Because when I heard the story about this young man, 23 years of age, uh, you know, come from a, a wealthy family, but, man, he is hooked on pee. And if nothing changes, man, his life is going downhill. Friends, it's not just one person like that, but there's a whole community of people. Friends, when I heard that, to me, it was like, a challenge getting laid down. What are you going to do about it? Because this young man, he does not belong to the devil. I believe this young man has a call of God upon his life, just like every other young person, every older person. But somehow there's a foothold in his life. And I felt the challenge that God spoke to me. What are you going to do about it? What, are you going to leave it up to the, the, health, the, the health department? What are you going to do about it? Here's a young man, hooked on pay, uh, robbing his life. What are you going to do about it? Maybe it's in your school. Friends, our community does not belong to the devil. Our community belongs to Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, he had Hastings in his heart. He had Flaxmere in his heart. He had Napier in his heart. Friend, the battle was already won, but our job, we just need to go and possess it. So here we have this, this, this confrontation about to take place. And then the Bible says a champion called the Phil- a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. You got to understand that this this giant that came out was not just an ordinary man. And a lot of times we read about this about this giant and and everybody this big giant came out and and we boo and everybody all well, the Israelites ran away. And friends, I'll tell you, there's a lot more to the story than that. You got to understand the 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 intimidation that the Israelites felt that. First of all, the Bible says that Goliath was a champion. He was a champion fighter. He wasn't just a, he wasn't just a new boy, a big boy that they just put on the block for that fight. The Bible says he was a champion. Now, they were the arch enemies of the Israelites. So he wasn't a champion for the Israelites. He was a champion in victory against the Israelites. He is somebody that had fought against the Israelites time and time again and had won. He was a champion. He was a good fighter, man. You've got to understand the history of this man. Uh, the Bible says that he was a Goliath. He was from, his name was Goliath, and he was from Gath, from Philistines. And the, the, 
So he wasn't, to be a champion, you're not just a champion one-off. You actually got to have a history of victory. So here this man, this, this man Goliath, had a history of victory. If you look in, in, um, in, uh, in Joshua, chapter, Joshua chapter 11, verse 12, it talks about how Joshua went through the land and took out um, all these people and, 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 and rid, the, rid the land of these enemies. And they drove the, uh, and he said they, they fought in the hills against the, 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 uh, the giants. But there was one place that the giants held their ground. And if you look in chapter, we won't go there, but if you look at chapter 11, verse 12, 22, you'll find that there was a bunch of giants that managed to hold their ground. So here was a, a man whose, whose great-great-granddaddy has, had held his ground against Joshua, the man of God. He had a history. It wasn't that long ago when you, um, uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 4, see, there had always been contention between the Israelites and, 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 and the Philistines. And so there was a, there was a fight, and, 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 um, and the Israelites lost. But then they decided, hey, man, let's get the ark of God into this place. Because if we can get the presence of God into this place, then surely we will win. So they brought the ark out, and they, they got all excited. And the Bible says that they were so excited that the presence of God was in their midst. They shouted so loud that the place shook. They shouted so place that, I mean, they were, these were people that were passionate about the presence of God. In fact, they, was, they shouted so loud that the ground shook and the enemies heard them, the Philistines heard them and said, hey man, what's, what are all the Israelites excited about? Man, if we're about to have a fight, man, we better whip our men up to shape because, man, we've got, a, we've got a full-on fight ahead of us. So you'd think that the Israelites having the presence of God and all excited and the, the supernatural happened, that the ground shook, that they would win. But no, the Bible says that the, the Philistines actually came and they defeated them. And they took the, they took the, ark, of the uh, ark of the Lord uh, captive. So here we have, we have the scenario which the, the Israelites now are in a, in a predicament. They, they, they knew that this man, his history, he had been able to stand up against, uh, against Joshua. He knew that he was the one that would have been the one, he was the champion that captured the prize of the Israelite army, the Ark of the Covenant. And here is this man coming out to intimidate us. See, he wasn't just a champion. The Bible says that, and he, it says here that, and a champion came out and he had a bronze helmet, bronze helmet on his head. And, uh, and he wasn't just a champion by history. He was a champion to look at. I mean, just to look at this guy, man, he had a, uh, the amount of iron that he had on his head. Man, it was phenomenal just to see him. The Bible says that he carried a spear like a weaver's beam. And to carry one of those things, man, it would have been a heavy thing. So physically, he was a big man. He was strong in stature. It's very, very easy for us to say, man, if I was in that position, yeah, man, I'd believe in God and I'd go out and fight him. I I don't think so. But here we have this man and he's, so physically, he looks impressive. And then he stood and the Bible says in in chapter 8, he said, he stood and cried out to the armies of, of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up in battle? He said to the Christians, why have you come out to try and do something in the community? What, who do you think I am? Why, why are you wasting your time to come out? It says, uh, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you're the servants of Saul? Choose me a man, let him come down here and fight. Friends, he wasn't just, um, he, he wasn't just a champion of history. He wasn't just, a, he didn't just look imposing, but Pastor Mike has been preaching over the last few weeks about words. And here's a man who was using the power of words to speak down to the, to the armies of Israel. He says, who do you think you are? 
I'm a champion Philistine, man. Who's got the presence of God? You guys couldn't even, couldn't even hold it, man. You thought you guys were so good. You could jump up and down and the ground would shake. And man, you thought you were God. But who's got the ark, man? I have. Who do you think you are trying to come out? Friends, when you start to stand up against some of these giants in our society today, friends, we will face intimidation. The Bible says that Goliath was a champion. So he spoke, the words that he spoke were condescending. They were put down. They were arrogant. So he wasn't just an ordinary fighter, man. He held position. I'm sure he would have been the one that was the one that captured the ark. And so here you have a, a scenario where there's this, there's this man who's, who's got a history of victory. He looks imposing. He sounds imposing. You can imagine the size of this man as he stands in the valley and says, what are you going to do about it? And I believe that, friends, in our society today, we have a Goliath uh, shouting into our face today. Man, I've got these people on pee. Man, I've got these people hooked on booze. I've got these people hooked on suicide, man. And what do you think you're going to do about it? You jump up and down in your church, but when you get up into, into the school, it's like you all, when it comes down to it, are you ready to toe the line? And I believe, friends, that there's giants in our community today. They're big. They look menacing. But I tell you what, friends, I believe they're born for you and I. So it goes on to say, and he stood and cried out to them. You've got to understand what happened to Saul. Saul, man, he was the anointed one of God. He was the one that Jesus, that, that he was anointed to, to be king over the Israelites. But then it says, and, 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 when, the, when the big giant came out, he said, come on, give me a man. Saul, the Bible says that they all... They got, um, what does it say here? When they heard the words of the Philistine, they were all dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, I thought this guy Saul, when you read about, the, when you read about him just in chapters before, he was a man that, that had the anointing of God upon his life. The Bible says that he was head and shoulders above everyone else. In other words, he was a big, big boy. You imagine the average man being maybe six foot. This guy stood head and shoulders above him, so I believe he would have been in excess of seven feet. He was a big, strong man. The Bible also says that when he went out to battle, he would always look for the one who was the meanest, the baddest, the ugliest, the most valiant of all. And he would say, let them, let, let me have that person. Every time he went out to fight. Now the big bad giant comes out, where's Saul? Through disobedience, the Bible says that the anointing lifted off his upon his life. When the anointing, even though he was a big, big man and and, and, and a history of, of victory. When it came to this man, disobedience, he, he wouldn't allow his life to be, to be shaped properly, and he, he was disobedient to the call of God. What happened? The anointed lifted off, lifted off his life. Turned into putty. What about Jonathan? A couple of chapters before, Jonathan had this massive victory. He said to his armor bearer, hey, let's go up and get these guys, and, they, and all the Philistines turned on each other and ran off. Fantastic victory. And where was Jonathan? I don't believe that Jonathan w was afraid, but I believe that uh, uh, God has set this time, this particular giant, uh, he, he allowed him this space and time to come as a challenge for David. 
And I believe in society today, uh, we're living in a time where I believe that God has, has preserved challenges. God has preserved giants for you and I to lay a hold of. Because you'll never, ever be an overcomer unless you have something to overcome. God has preserved giants in our community for a time like today. Not for you and I to run scared. Not for you and I to hide in the caves. But for you and I to stand up and actually start to confront these things. Because they're not going to go away. They will not go away until somebody stands up. And so they had all these men and they were, and they were scared. Every time this man came out, they would run away. And then the Bible says, but see, God has a plan. God always has a plan. God's eye, the Bible says God's eyes wander the earth, looking for those whose hearts are loyal, to which he may show himself faithful. So here we saw that he saw a young man, and he had positioned David as a young man to be able to carry and to be able to take on such a, such a giant. And it says, and then, so, so David's job was to come and bring food out to his brothers in the army. The Bible says he ran up, and then, the, and then in verse 24 it says, And then when all the men of Israel, when they saw the men, they fled from him dreadfully afraid. I wonder how many times, friends, when, when you and I face uh, something in our school, God gives us an opportunity. There's a giant in our school. Maybe it's, uh, uh, maybe it's alcohol. And God gives you an opportunity to stand up and get a victory, but we turn and run afraid. I believe that right now there is, there is, there is challenges in our community right now for you and I to stand up and face. They are preserved. They've been preserved by God through history for such a time as now. Friends, you and I have, a cha- you and I have the opportunity. I believe it's time we have, a, we have a challenge that's been put out to us. The question is, will you stand up and put your toes to the line? So here David, he hears about this fight. He hears the, hears the giant and he, he comes out and says, what is all this fuss about? What is all this fuss about? And then he goes, uh, and then he comes up and, and he, he says to Saul in verse, uh, in verse 32, he sees the giant. He starts to hear his booming voice. He starts to hear the threats that are coming across. And see, David was a man who had spent time allowing God to speak into his life. He was a man that loved the word of God. He was a a man that allowed God to to shape his life. I believe in a modern modern context, he was the disciple of Christ. He allowed God to speak. He allowed God to, to, he was faithful to him. And so when he comes out, he's coming out all fire and passion. And when he hears this man, he says, friends, he says to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of this man. Friends, you may see some of the things that are going on in society today. Maybe it's in your own family. Maybe it's in your neighborhood. Friends, I believe the word of God will come to us today and say, don't be afraid. Let no man's heart fail of the challenge that lies ahead of us. Don't be afraid. It may look menacing. It may look bad. It may look scary. But I'm telling you, don't let your heart fail. Don't let your heart fail through disappointment. Don't let your heart fail through challenges. Don't let the pressure get on top of you. Why? Because pressure is always a platform for you to stand up on and to, uh, and to excel from. So he comes to Saul and says, he says, don't let, my, don't let your heart fail. Don't let your heart fail because of this man. And he says, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion and a bear came out and took a lamb from the flock, I struck it and killed it. Friends, he knew he had the power when he saw this Philistine. He knew he had the capacity to bring him down. Why? Because there was lions and the bears in the secret life they had to take out first. It's that lion that came and, and tried to take his sheep. 
the bear that came. Friends, this is the incredible power of testimony. The incredible power of testimony. The Bible says in, in, uh, in Revelation chapter 11, verse 12, it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Friends, the bears and the lions in your own life. Friends, for some of you here tonight, you know, you've had to struggle against that bear of abuse. For some of you, you may have had to struggle against that, that lion of rejection. Those wars inside of you, those, those lions and the bears that have tried to come and, and rob what's yours, rob your inheritance. See, as you allow God to, 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 to deal with those lives, as you, as you allow God to, to, to put his hand upon those lives, those things in your life, he knew that the very same God that walked with him through the abuse, the very same God that walked with him through failure, the very same God that walked with him through all that pain, he knew that today, that same God is the same God that could bring down this giant. Friends, I don't know about you, but man, if we had the three of them standing together, the giant, the lion, the bear, man, I don't know which one I want to take on. <laughs> they would all look pretty menacing to me. But I can tell you, there's people sitting here, and God has done a powerful work in your life. For some of you, you've had to walk through some of those things. For other people, your time is about to come. But I tell you what, as you allow God to work in your life, as you, as you, allow, as you allow him to overcome, the, help, help you overcome those obstacles, there will come a time where God will use you to stand, to, to stand up and start to confront some of the things that are troubling our community today. He knew that the very same God, let no man's hail, let no man's heart fail because of this man. One of the things that David did was he spoke faith into people's lives. You can do it. We will not be afraid. The same God that set me free from this, he can set me free. He can set my community free from that. So the Bible says that um, he started to go out and the Saul said, hey man, if you reckon you can do it, where you go? So the Bible says that David went down and he he took five stones and he, he went to this man and he stood up against Goliath. And when Goliath saw him, he looks at him and says, Are you a, am I a dog that you would send a boy to come and attack me? Basically, he came and started to threaten David as this young man started to stand up. Friends, as you start to stand up, there will be threats made against you. He says, I'm going to tear you apart, boy. I'm going to take you apart, and I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds of the air. Friends, one of my favorite movies is this, 300. Man, have you seen that film 300? When that when, when that Persian that Persian king sends that uh, sends his man along to the um, to Sparta, and he basically comes and he's 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 dressed in all his outfit and uh, he's hanging off. He's got this cord, and on this on the end of these cords, they've got about a they've got all the all these skulls of of of, of the heads of different kings that they've overthrown. Basically, he comes and intimidates this man, and he says, "I want you, I want your land, and I want your water." And basically, he was basically trying to bring this country into slavery. And he looks around and he, he starts to see his family. He starts to look across and starts to see his loved ones. And think, if I, if I take the easy road and and just give him what he wants, my family will have a a future of slavery. My family will have a future of bondage. And this guy threatens him and he looks at this man and he says, you dare come into my place, step a foot on my country, carrying the heads of kings and threaten my family with slavery. The guy again turns around and threatens him. And he looks him in the eye and kicks him. He says, this is Sparta! You see, remember that for a minute, he just falls back into that pit. And I tell you, man, he was not afraid. I tell you the other one, man, this is, my fa- this is one of my favorites. You seen that film, Troy? 
Try right at the beginning, there's this, there's this battle. The same thing happens, man. They've got the two, two armies in front and say, hey, man, instead of us, we're fighting together and uh, you get your best man and we'll get our best man and they'll fight. And this, this guy comes out, man, he is huge. He is a big, bad man, man. He is, he's got this massive spear. He's got swords. He is ugly and he is, he is fierce. And so they, the other army call for their volunteer and uh, he doesn't want to come in. He, he doesn't come out. And um, the guy says, yeah, he has this sort of effect on people. But then you get, a, a, a Achilles comes out. Man, oh man, you want to see Achilles, how he takes this guy on. He comes up, he just takes out his sword, throws down his spear. Man, he doesn't even, he doesn't even look at anyone else. Man, he runs straight to this guy, leaps up, straight into the neck, carries on walking. Goes right up to the, right up to the opposing army and says, is there anyone else? Friends, that is courage. That is what I call towing the line, man. Friends, there is a time where, where God is going to, there's going to be challenges that come up to you and I and, 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 and confront this church in the next year, I believe. The question is, will you and I come up and, and tow the line? This is my land. This is my school. This is my neighborhood. You will not come and threaten my students. You will not come and threaten my family with slavery. You will not come and, 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 and remind me of, of all your victories because I know I have got the power to bring you down. The Bible says that David ran to Goliath. and, and he say, Sorry, I correct myself. The Bible says he ran to the army to meet Goliath. He ran to the army, not just Goliath. He ran to the whole army and met Goliath there. Friends, I believe that you and I God is calling us, man, to, to run forth. Whatever challenges God has got placed for you and I, to, ahead of you and I to, for tomorrow, I believe God is calling. Man, we've got to run, not just, to the, not just to the giant, but man, to the whole army. Friends, we've got to stand up and start to say, friends, what God has done in my life, how he's, how he's set, me, set me free from this, how he's set me free from that, the same God that delivered me from this, he can set the school free. Come on, man. Come on, man, toe the line. What's you going to do? What's you going to do? Man, I tell you what, man, right now I feel the challenge. The Bible says that, that David flung that stone and hit that, hit that giant right in the head and, and uh, he fell to the ground and he took that sword and cut off his head. And, uh, and the Lord won. There was a massive victory one day. The question is, what will you do? Man, I'm so challenged, like I said, for next year that... Um, you know, there's different things that I believe that God will work in my life, but I can feel the challenge coming out. David, it's time to tell the lie, man. Some giants in our community. Maybe there's some giants in your family tonight. Maybe there's some uh, giants facing your business. Whatever it is, man, they're not going to go away. It's going to take a spiritual solution. What it will take is for men and women like you and I to stand up and say, man, you will not touch my family. How many people tonight, you believe that God is calling you to stand up and toe the line? How many people tonight, you believe that God is, you know that there's a challenge set out in front of you tonight. And man, you believe that 2008, you will see challenges, but man, you will see victories. I believe as a church, as we step out into the community on, the, uh, on next Friday night, man, it's going to be a fantastic time. But there will be challenges. As you go from this place tonight, I encourage you, man, allow God to work in your life. If you're struggling with things like fear, if you're struggling with things like abuse, and I tell you, the presence of God 
is here to help you through that. Friends, other, people are de- other people's breakthrough is, de- is determined upon your breakthrough. Tonight, I believe the challenge has been set out. Will you tell the line? Will you stand up and meet your challenges next year? Or will you run away and be all discouraged? It's a good choice, man. But friends, I can tell you together, you and I, man, come on. We can reach our community. We can reach our schools. We can reach our neighborhoods. Man, we can see this place grow into next year. Amen? Come on, let's stand up and give the Lord a shout of praise.